when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Trusted by generations of farmers. Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Putting your animal nutrition needs first. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, McCroom meeting plans to discuss reported bovine TB outbreaks in Cork. Farmers invited to meeting in Dunmanway about the deer population explosion implication for farmers. Winter housing of livestock should aim for good air circulation in housing. Our top story, Dairy Gold's new milk supplier sustainability bonus information event that's planned for January 11th at Corrin for Moy from 10am to 2pm. Dairy Gold is introducing a new milk supplier sustainability bonus to encourage more sustainable milk production. The new bonus payment will be made to milk suppliers who participate in dedicated milk recording and herd health programmes. All Dairy Gold milk suppliers will receive a full information pack on the new bonus in the post this week. In the information pack, Dairy Gold says, quote, Each individual cow is a productive asset and putting in place measures to produce more milk solids per cow will ultimately lead to a more sustainable milk production base. The bonus is a longer-term initiative to improve overall herd health and performance across its milk supply base. Dairy Gold is also organising a special event in the Corrin Event Centre in Formoy for Friday 11th of January. The event, entitled Milking for the Future, brings together expert speakers from Bordbia, Chagask and Munster Cattle Breeding, as well as a farmer discussion panel chaired by Mr Jack Kennedy of the Irish Farmers Journal. There will also be trade stands open to attendees. The event runs from 10am to 2pm, refreshments will be served, and Dairy Gold are encouraging all milk suppliers who can to attend. That's Milking for the Future, an open information day for all Dairy Gold milk suppliers, Friday 11th of January in the current event centre for Moy. Following a number of reports of bovine TB outbreaks in Cork, the Mitchellstown-based North and East Cork ICMSA chairman, Mr Morris Walsh, spoke to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme about a special meeting planned to discuss the whole issue of these reported outbreaks and to gauge what the best action would be to counteract any spread of this disease. 
Uh, yes, John, this very important meeting coming up uh, definitely like early in the new year, but we felt that this had to get uh, get going straight away because of the serious outbreak of uh, TB in our local areas, not only in the North and East Cork area, but also as well in the West Cork area as well. So we're holding this very important meeting um, in, in McCroom in County Cork, and uh, a venue that you all know well is in the Castle Hotel in McCroom, to be precise, that's on the 10th of January. Now, on the night, there'll be lots of questions to be asked by farmers and to be answered by the Department of Agriculture and Food. On the night, we have got uh, two members of the Department of Agriculture and Food, that's a, a Colm Ford and, and Mr. Owen Ryan, who are, are very, very uh, exact about this uh, terrible outbreak of TB in the county of Cork at the moment, John. Now, on the night, um, I'd encourage all farmers to uh, attend this uh, very important meeting. Um, these two Department of Agriculture and Food officials will be there on the night. Um, this is a terrible disease now, and uh, it needs to be uh, eradicated uh, quickly rather than, than sooner rather than later, so to speak. Now, we don't want to scare people unduly, but you are saying it's in your own interest to come to this meeting because this affects you directly or indirectly, and indeed the horrible threat of TB is sometimes forgotten. People sometimes forget about bovine TB and think, oh, well, we're making steady progress. It's now down to 2% or 1% or something. But then you can have flare-ups. So there's a threat there, say no more than that, and come along and see what steps you can take to keep your herd safe and what you should do in terms of biosecurity, buying in animals, buying in replacements, etc. And to repeat the names of the very important people who will be there to talk technically and professionally about the situation without exaggerating it, but pointing to the real threats and what individual farmers can do, steps they can take to safeguard their own herds. Just to give you a little bit of history, like uh, the Department of Agriculture and Food are dealing with this now for the last 50 years, and they have set a target that it will be in, in 2030. Now, it's, it's not too long away that that will come, up, uh, come upon us, but the big question is with all farmers, and what's left a lot of farmers, definitely in the North Cork area, and be more precise, the Kildare, Glanworth, that area, and even if you go down to West Cork uh, in McCroom, for instance, tearing their hair out and scratching their head and saying, why has this come upon us again? You know, why is it still there? Where will we be in 2030 when this target comes to us? Um, so it's time now that farmers come together with the Department of Agriculture and Food and who I have to say are very happy and pleased to get this problem out there, to speak about it more. They're, they're wondering why is it happening as well. So it's just not only the farmers are, are scratching their head, but the department are also scratching their head as well. So two very, very, uh, they're relatively young um, uh, people that work with the Department of Agriculture and Food. So the department have brought these young, uh, how should I say, young generation of, of wisdom to this terrible outbreak of TB. Um, Mr. Colm Ford, who I've met already, and also Mr. Owen Ryan. We had the pleasure of talking to these two lads um, early in 2018. Um, they are most approachable. L let me get that out to the farmers. They're known, and some farmers might think that, you know, this is a kind of, you know, a terrible thing that the department are there, but no, they really want to get this problem sorted as well. So Colm Ford, Owen Ryan will be there on the night. They're there to ask questions and to answer questions. Farmers, we need you to come to this meeting also, again, to ask questions and maybe answer some questions that they might have to ask farmers as well.
Why is this terrible disease that's hovering over farmers in Ireland with the last 50 years at this stage? Uh, we need to get a problem sorted. We've been talking about bovine TB eradication. So the eradication is still there on the horizon. It's just outside our grasp. But at this point in time, remind our listeners the venue, date and time for this very important meeting. So it's in Onamacroom in County Cork, which is a very easy access to get from West Cork and from North and East Cork as well. So Macroom County Cork, the Castle Hotel, on Thursday the 10th of January. Now time is at 7.30 and we're making it sharp because we want to get farmers in. We don't want to keep them all night. We want to get them in there at 7.30. It will be starting on the button at 7.30. In the Castle Hotel, Macroom County Court on Thursday, the 10th of January. This is not a scare tactics meeting. This is a meeting to try and allay the fears of many people, of many farmers who have been given the impression, right or wrong, that TB, bovine TB, has flared up. So when the department officials talk to the audience, when you speak to the audience, you will be putting a very calm sober evaluation on the situation, but definitely the meeting is being called because of a very real threat of bovine TB spreading, as I understand it. Yes, of course, and uh, just to um, you know, to uh, sympathise with the farmers, definitely in the North Cork area, and, and when we hear, and if these farmers come to this meeting, you'll hear about other breakouts, and I believe there's a, a few in the McCroom area quite recently as well, and, and also down in West Cork as well. What's causing this? Is the badger all to blame, or is there deer involved as well? I've, I've got lots of questions to ask, ask and to answer as well. So please, farmers, this is your chance for you now to come to this meeting to talk about this terrible disease, and you, as you mentioned already, John, eradicate this problem once and for all before 2030. And hopefully there will be a good turnout of progressive farmers who are in their own way safeguarding their own interests, their own herds, and they have a great sense of responsibility. But meetings like this where you have department officials, you have, as you've mentioned already, Mr. Colin Ford and Owen Ryan, those people from the department, find eradication of TB, bovine TB. Thank you very much indeed, Morris. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Mr. Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association, joins us on the programme. Richard, welcome to the programme. Happy New Year to you and all in the West Cork Ploughing Association. Details of tomorrow's match at McCroom. Yeah, uh, thank you, John, and uh, Happy New Year to you, John, and to all at 103FM. And um, I suppose our, our ploughing season is just about to kick off. McCroom ploughing match is being held on tomorrow Sunday, 6th of January. It's on the lens of the Healy family at Cargitui, Courtford. It's on lay ground and it will be started at 11.30 a.m. And entries are to be in today, Saturday, to 087-282-7092. That's 087-282-7092 at 2 p.m. today. And um, the venue, it's on the McCroom-Courtford Road. It's about two miles from uh, from the Courtford. And uh, I suppose, as usual, um, McCroom, they always have a very good big entry. They have a lot of local classes, but all the people from Cork West who are uh, vying for places at the All-Ireland, and they usually have in the region of 60 competitors. And uh, they're, I suppose, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, pyramids in County Cork, so it's always a great day out. And uh, the forecast is looking good, so hopefully there will be a, a, very, a very large entry and a very uh, large attendance.
Thank you, Mr. Richard White, Piero Cork West Ploughing Association. Thank you, Richard. Yes, thank you very much, John. The mild weather over the last fortnight or so has brought some challenges surrounding fresh air and airflow, plus the impact this can have on animal health for housed animals. Mr. Tommy Heffernan, veterinary surgeon and animal health specialist with the Irish Farmers Journal, writes about this in this week's edition of the journal. He spoke to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme about these challenges for housed animals in recent weeks. Yeah, I suppose what happened, John, over the last week or so, talking to vets and, and, and particularly in contact with a few farmers, is they noticed a little bit more pneumonia than they would have expected because it has been mild for the last two weeks. Uh, and a few issues with sheep around lameness and mastitis, clinical mastitis in winter milking herds. So um, I suppose if you look at it, the mild weather with housed animals, because our ruminant animals, like cattle and sheep, produce so much heat, um, that heat has to go somewhere. And if you have very still days and poor ventilation, houses can end up stuffy. And those conditions are ideal breeding grounds for bacteria, whether it be in the in the dung or in the, in, in the bedding or in the aerosols, the, 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 the bacteria and viruses that cause pneumonia. So I suppose it's really all about maximising and making sure you're getting fresh air through animals and keeping an eye on the weather as it changes because like, like today now it's a bit colder, it's changed again. In your article in the Irish Farmers Journal, you point out trying to leave uh, doors open where it's safe to do so if you feel that things are very humid inside and the weather is not absolutely freezing outside. There hasn't been an abrupt change, but keeping doors open. Again, the key being access to fresh air because you point out that fresh air is brilliant at killing off pathogens and harmful bacteria. There's actually real science to fresh air. There's a thing in fresh air called ozone, which is actually uh, the cheapest disinfectant on the market because it is free, and um, it actually will kill bacteria and bugs. Now, people always get worried about drafts, and I suppose that's why I always encourage people to keep an eye on the weather and look at for changes. But animals tolerate cold quite well. A cow, for example, or uh, thermoneutral zone is actually zero to four degrees. That's where she's happiest. Um, So, yeah, just look at your shed. And, you know, if you can leave doors open, uh, if, if there's any way of maybe particularly, so air, hot air rises, having a good outlet for that air to escape, cold air is then drawn in through inlets, making sure your inlets, if you can adapt them at all. And if you're getting problems year on year in your sheds, always wonder, you know, ventilation is a key part of particularly pneumonia and respiratory disease. Looking at, you know, you don't, everyone doesn't have to build new sheds, but certainly we can look at alterating um, existing structures to maybe maximise airflow a little bit better. And even removing, where it's safe to do so, removing some side sheeting or replacing it with the stock boarding would be an option there for trying to control. We don't want blasts of cold, freezing weather hitting your stock, but we do want something approaching cool air control. So removing some side sheeting or replacing this with the stock boarding in sheds might be an option. Yeah, it becomes very farm-specific when you start giving advice. I don't want people ripping off the sides of sheds and, and, you know, having a southwesterly breeze blowing in on top of cattle causing problems. But, um, you know, shed by shed, uh, for many years I looked at different things you can do. And certainly um, if we look at vintage sheeting maybe, especially if it's in the wrong place and there's cobwebs on it, it allows very, very little air through it. So as an inlet option... I find stock boarding or even Yorkshire boarding a great option or even netting. Uh, it allows more air in without actually those drafts being created. Um, and in fairness to adult cattle, again, they tolerate cold and they tolerate a, a fair degree of wind. What you don't want is wind and driving rain coming in on cattle. But when you get to younger animals, that becomes much more critical because they tolerate lower temperatures not as well, particularly calves and lambs.
something we spoke about previously and is generally now being aired far more frequently, the whole AMR, antimicrobial resistance. And I know that you yourself, you've studied this um, quite closely and there are new Irish guidelines regarding veterinary antibiotics, etc. But AMR, are we making any progress in trying to counter what might be causing AMR problems down the road? Um, I, I suppose, are we making progress? We're, we're, look, I think the, the, the very first thing with any problem uh, is, is you were discussing that it's there. Um, there's lots of solutions around uh, what we could do on farm, and particularly even being aware of, you know, the, like our discussion about having the right environment for animals. The right environment creates less disease, healthier animals, and reduces antibiotic usage. So there's a number of things happening. I think at a national level, um, I have some interesting meetings actually myself coming up in the next couple of weeks where we're trying to drive on maybe some more awareness, awareness about it. Um, I think we're making progress slowly, but it is, it is, it is front and centre now, and we know it's there. And I think farmers, I've been in a lot of meetings in the last three weeks, and um, I, I've been very vocal about it. Um, and trying to make it relative and real because, you know, sometimes, like any problem, when it's far away, it can go out of our minds and we, we all worry about what's in front of us. Um, but it is something we need to be concerned about. It's something we, um, we're, we, 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 I keep saying we do use low amounts of antibiotics, particularly in cattle and sheep and dairy farming in Ireland. But again, we can always get better. Um, so I suppose, in short, I think we have a lot of work to do, but we're going in the right direction. The, the remedy that works, whether it be an antibiotic or a warm dose, I mean, picking the right dose, the dearest dose of anything is the one that doesn't work. So using the right product for the right disease or parasite at the right time and the right amount of it. And, you know, there's lots of people out there talking to your vet or uh, people working in uh, animal health shops, you know, that you know, should be able to give you good advice uh, when you're buying a product of when to use it. Um, and maybe not always focusing on the price and the cheapest product. It's about the product that gets the best results for your farm to make your animals healthier. And, um, this idea of a cost benefit, so the money that you spend on any product that is used right and that has a, a financial benefit to, uh, from a welfare point of view, but also profitability point of view. But thank you very much, Dee, for taking our call. Mr. Tommy Heffernan with the Irish Farmers Journal, Animal Health Specialist. Thank you very much indeed, Tommy. The Roberts Cove Tractor and Car Run 2019 is taking place on Sunday, 6th of January. Registration will take place at 11am at the GA Grounds Minan Bridge. That's the Roberts Cove Tractor and Car Run. All vehicles invited to attend, that includes all the newest models of tractors plus vintage models, provided all are in good working mechanical order. The total length of the Roberts Cove Tractor and Car Run will be about 25 kilometres. All funds raised will go to the Tracton Local Defibrillator Programme. Registration, 11am at the GA Grounds, Minan Bridge. Entry fee, €20. Euro. All types of tractors and cars are invited, from the newest models of tractors to vintage models. Listeners are kindly invited to support this very good cause for the Tracton Local Defibrillator Programme. Sunday, 6th of January, 2019, registration 11am at the GA Grounds, Minan Bridge. Reports have been coming in from various parts of Cork County about the increase in the number of wild deer. A meeting has been organised for early next week to look at the implications of this apparent increase in deer numbers. Mr Corney Buckley, IFA West Cork Chairman, has details of the meeting organised for Dunmanway. Uh, good morning, John. Yes. 
We are having a meeting on Tuesday night in the Parkway Hotel in Dunmanway, Tuesday the 8th of January. It's in relation to a problem that's uh, occurring on farms with uh, deer that are, you know, a lot of them around uh, West Cork and in areas where there's a lot of forestry and a lot of cover. And there being a bit of a nuisance in coming into green pastures and, you know, um, probably morning uh, livestock and things like that. Farmers are asking a lot of questions about them and they're asking what's being done about the control of them and where they're, um, where they are, you know, what's happening. So, look, uh, in conjunction with that, we have having a, a two speakers in on next Tuesday night. One of those is Mr. Paul Cockery, Senior Veterinary Inspector with the Department of Agriculture on the control of life, wildlife and deer. And we'll have another speaker from the Gun Club Federation that will uh, give us insight into where uh, these deer are and the problems they see with them. Uh, you know, they have increased in numbers over the years. Uh, they are, uh, I suppose, all around us. They are, people are wondering as to what um, is happening in the sense that what effect they would have on uh, livestock, on disease and control or the spreading of the disease. On uh, you know the other worry there is that you know these travel along at night you see that maybe they could be on the road that they could be you know inside in good pasture or thing like that so it's a concern for farmers and um, it has come up at all our uh, I suppose meetings there over the past while we had our AGMs back in November and um, people are asking questions as what's happening with them because uh, uh, the the number seems to be increasing and. You know, the importance of uh, being disease-free now and having um, your uh, everything, uh, as I say, above board in relation to animal health. Uh, we're having those speakers in to give us an insight as to what's being done and what can be done and what, uh, you know, uh, is being done at the moment. So that on next Tuesday night, John, in the Parkway Hotel in Dunmanway in conjunction with our monthly meeting. And what time will that start, Cordy, roughly? That, that will start at 8.30, John, uh, in, on, 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 on uh, Tuesday night. If you are travelling, we'll say, in West Cork or any part of the country, if you're travelling through forested areas or areas near a forest, there's always a chance that you might, in fact, uh, surprise a deer crossing the road. And uh, there are cases of where deer have uh, attacked cars and with their antlers the antlers can cause severe damage and there can be cases too where people might see a little fawn see a very very young delicate looking little fawn and perhaps stop the car and uh, pat it or stop the car or avoid it and find that um, an enraged parent like coming between a newly born calf and the mother of the cow that we have to be careful another factor is just driving in Cork West or driving through any part of the country that's relatively remote or forested, deer can be another risk factor. You're right in that, John, yes. That is another concern of a lot of people out there that they have seen deer uh, in areas on the road, on, uh, you know, it could be out in the middle of the road and you're driving in the dark night or anything like that. It can be very dangerous and um, to just stand there and, you know, you just, to, to avoid them is a problem and, um, that is another issue now that's becoming a major problem out there that a lot of people are seeing these uh, happening and, you know, it, it, people want to know how uh, they can be dealt with.
I, I'm not aware of what species these deer are, but that's where I presume some of the the, the person from the gun club now will have an idea of what these are and um, where they're coming from, where they're mainly, uh, you know, populated and where they're um, uh, causing these problems. So for that reason, uh, I think um, that's something we will be finding out. Um, are they a particular species or are they sort of um, coming from, you know, other counties of what the story is, but it, it is becoming a major issue at the moment and um, it's a big concern. And they say, you know, animal health is priority at the moment and there are many diseases out there and we are, you know, controlling deer and, you know, other wildlife as well is, is, is important for farmers going forward that, you know, we can um, manage these, that they won't interfere with, um, you know, farming. Venue date and time for this very important meeting. Uh, next Tuesday night in the Parkway Hotel in Manway at 8.30. It's in conjunction with our monthly meeting. Uh, we're having those speakers in and I'm sure uh, this will answer a lot of questions for people who are concerned about uh, the problem that's out there. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Corney Buckley, the IFA West Cork Chairman. Thank you very much, Corney. Thank you, John, for that. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. John Horgan, Chagas Regional Manager, Cork West. John, welcome to the programme. A number of upcoming events which you want to tell our listeners about. Thank you, John. I want to mention a number of calf care events that Tagusk are running in conjunction with Animal Health Ireland and Vola. There's an event on Tuesday the 8th of uh, January on the farm of Sean Carney, Brackbawn, Kilbehenny, Mitchellstown, at 11am. That's a calf care event, Tuesday the 8th, on the farm of Sean Carney, Brackbawn, Kilbehenny, Mitchellstown, at 11am. I want to mention a calf care event to you, John, on the farm of Dennis and Barry O'Mahony, Shanakil, Kilbritton, and it's on Thursday the 10th of January at 11am. That's Thursday the 10th of January at 11am on the farm of Dennis and Barry O'Mahony, Shanakil, Kilbritton. We'll be talking on the day about the principal causes and symptoms and prevention of calf scour, the control of Yone's disease in newborn calves, guidelines around the handling of young calves with emphasis on their safe transport off-farm, and accommodation of an increased number of calves on dairy farms. And all are welcome. So that's a calf care event on the farm of Dennis and Barry O'Mahony, Shanakil, Kilbritton, Thursday, the 10th of January at 11am. Dairy Gold, in conjunction with Tagusk, Borbia and Munster Cattle Breeding Group, are holding an information event on dairy sustainability and milk quality. Uh, it's titled Milking for the Future, and it's at the Corran Event Centre for my County Cork on Friday, the 11th of January, 2019, from 10am to 2pm. Expert speakers, trade stands and farmer discussion panel chaired by Jack Kennedy, Irish Farmers Journal. Also details on the day of Dairy Gold's new milk supplier sustainability bonus. The speakers on milk quality, Don Crowley from Togask in West Cork. On chlorates, we have Anne O'Neill from Dairy Gold. And milk recording and herd health, Doreen Corridan, Munster Cattle Breeding Group. The whole area of sustainability then will be covered by Mary Morrissey from Board Bia. So that's the Milking for the Future, an open information event on dairy sustainability and milk quality, Corrin Event Centre for Moy Cork on Friday the 11th of January 2.19 from 10 to 2pm in conjunction with Dairy Gold. 
That's grand, John. I think there are some more upcoming events, and very important indeed, yeah. uh, contract heifer-rearing we were yes. talking about. Yes, Ta- Togaskin West Cork are holding a contract heifer-rearing information meeting at Fernhill House Hotel on Tuesday the 15th of January at 7.30pm. The speakers on the evening will be John Crowley, a dry stock advisor from Clannacilty, Mark O'Sullivan, dairy advisor, Clannacilty, and Tommy Reardon, dairy farmer. Uh, the whole area of contract rearing heifers is very important to both dairy farmers and to dry stock farmers. It provides a very good service to dairy farmers and it provides a good possibility of additional income to dry stock farmers. So the issues in relation to transferring of stock and looking after them and on the other farm, issues in relation to, to uh, dosing and vaccination and AI, etc., all will be covered. And one of the key areas that's often discussed is areas uh, in relation to animal health. And so the issue of, of transferring the stock from one farm to another will be covered by a department official on the evening. So contract rearing of heifers, an information meeting at Fernhill House Hotel, Clannacilty, Tuesday, 15th January at 7.30pm. And all are welcome. A calf care event on the farm of John Kelleher, Deshour, Trelton, McCroom, on Friday the 18th of January at 11am. We'll have speakers from AHI, Togask, Volak and Dairygold. Topics will include calf scour, symptoms, causes and preventions, Yone's disease and the newborn calf, safe handling and transportation of calves off farm and calf housing. And all are welcome to this Togask, Dairygold, uh, AHI, Volak event. Those are the meetings and events that are upcoming for the foreseeable future. Now, I think today you want to have a brief uh, look forward insofar as we can crystal ball gaze into the future, looking at prospects for agriculture all against the background of uh, plans to increase food production as part of the Food 2025 programme. Could we look at uh, what you would imagine to be the best prospects for dairy? Prospects for dairy are quite positive in 2019. We're looking at production growth of approximately 6%. Milk price is likely to fall slightly, but just of the order of maybe minus 5%. We have this issue ongoing in relation to Brexit and the uncertainty that continues with. But at the same time, we have strong dairy markets. We have uh, better conditions with regard to grass growth. We have better conditions in relation to feed. We're not expecting any major uh, movement in price So, essentially, it looks like a year where our concentrate inputs are going to be less. We're hopeful of of getting much more from grass again. Uh, Our overall costs will be down on on 218. Uh, We will have no major changes in relation relation to uh, electricity or fuel and other overheads. So, our overall expectation is that there will be uh, reasonable profitability in 219, we're expecting a net margin in 219 of at least 10.8 cents per litre, and that would actually be an increase of 10% on 218. The feature of 218 was that we had a very difficult year from the point of view of milk production, and it, there was a series of, of issues through the year which all listeners are well familiar with at this stage. The outturn for 218 was quite positive, and from, from, on the most part, we can look forward to uh, an ongoing uh, profitable system in dairying in 219. If we look at the income margins across the enterprises, dairying has consistently been the most positive 
and 219 hopefully will be no exception to this. Um, so it is, I suppose, we're looking at a, a year ahead where there's a lot of positive things in relation to our, our, our output. In County Cork, we have, at this stage, we have a quarter of the cows in the country. There's 1.4 million cows now in the dairy herd, John, and we have 375,000 of those cows in County Cork. Our farmers are well equipped and set up to produce milk and to produce it efficiently. But the key production factors in relation to milk and milk production will remain the same. I would be uh, recommending that farmers avail of all the advice and services that, that are available to them through, through, through 2019 and that they again go back to looking at areas in relation to breeding, grassland and profitability. And farmers that are focused on those areas will, will do very well going forward. In relation to uh, beef and tillage, uh, if we look at the tillage sector, 218 was actually quite positive for, for farmers in, in, in South and West Cork in, in the tillage area because they, they did benefit from uh, quite reasonable yields and uh, they also, I suppose, had, had good prices for, for the, what was produced, particularly in relation to, to straw. So straw has, had become, the, I suppose, the saviour of the, of the tillage system in, in 218. We're looking in 2019 at a little bit more pressure again on the tillage system because the planting of crops, in particular the winter crops, is up considerably on, on, on 218. And also the world market looks to be that little bit weaker for, for grain in, in 2019. So we're expecting that maybe the, the if in normal weather conditions for 2019, we will have better yields, but we will have, we will have a reduction possibly in, in price per tonne and possibly a little reduction again in, in price for straw. In relation to the, to the dry stock sectors, both beef and sheep, um, most were affected quite strongly uh, in the autumn of last year, but especially with, on, the, on the cattle side, the, the plainer cattle were, were a particularly difficult trade. The, the uh, well-bred cattle, I suppose, traded reasonably well. We're looking at, at 2.19, we're at, at a stage where people have a, a, still a very strong dependence on the UK market for cattle. Uh, 280,000 tonnes of our, of our beef production is still going to the UK, which is actually 50% of our overall production. So keeping in mind what's happening, I suppose, with Brexit and our, our dependence on the UK market, it's no doubt that, that people have, you know, are questioning what will happen over the next number of months in relation to, the, to our UK trade. What I would say on that is that uh, we have, at this stage, very high standards in, with regard to our production. We have very strong traceability. We have very good animal health and welfare. We have a track record I suppose, in, uh, in supplying a very good product into, into the UK market. The difficulty may come if the UK market opens to, to, to world trade standards where uh, animal health and welfare and other traceability issues that have been established by, under the EU may, not, may no longer apply. So in that situation, we would be uh, facing uh, a competition for a lesser value product. We would be hopeful that the quality of our product in, in Ireland, because it has been produced to such a high standard, will still continue to attract a premium price across all markets.
You are very emphatic that soil sampling yeah. is very important. Yeah. Soil sampling is, is, has been around for a long time at this stage, John, but what it's effectively doing, it's getting the right recipe or the right menu in relation to how people apply nutrients on their, on their crops and on their grassland. And in the, in the area of sustainability, one of the key areas that, that uh, has become very important is that we apply the correct amount of nutrients. We don't over-apply or we don't under-apply. So soil sampling and individual testing of individual plots of ground down as far as maybe two hectares or five acres gives us a huge amount of knowledge. And knowledge, I suppose, knowledge is power, John. So when you, when you have the knowledge and you have the very good analysis done, you can bring your, your, your land up to the correct level of fertility. We've been looking at soil fertility for a long number of years and we're still at a situation where approximately only 15% of our land is at the right uh, level of, of nutrients in relation to phosphorus, potash and lime at any one time. So there's a huge uh, amount of work still to be done in relation to soil sampling. The samples should be taken this month before any nutrients are applied, before the slurry is put out and before any fertiliser is applied for the spring. So this is an ideal time to, to do your soil sampling and it's also, I suppose, for those in derogation or in nutrient management planning, it's an ideal time to bring their soil sampling up to date. So... Uh, please contact your local advisors in relation to, to soil sampling. Education, the information night. What we would have called the Green Cert qualification. So it's a part-time level 5 agricultural education course. And we have been looking at starting a new course in the McCroom area. So we're having an information night on January the 23rd at 7 o'clock at the Tagusk office in McCroom. If you want to make inquiries in relation to this, you can telephone Tagus McCroom at 026-41604. That's 026-41604. There will be a, an outline given of the course, which is expected to run until 2020, and it, it's for intending uh, Green Cert applicants uh, who ideally would be over 23 years of age, with access to a farm, and who can commit one day and one evening per week to the course. So Patrick Flannery is the education officer in McCroom and Patrick can be contacted at 026-41604. Our Green Cert courses have been running successfully for a long number of years and they give an ideal opportunity for people to achieve agricultural education on a part-time basis starting at level five. Young trained farmers under 35 years of age qualify for full stamp duty exemption, which is quite valuable to them. And young trained farmers are also in a special category with regard to agricultural relief from the capital acquisitions tax. So we have issues in relation to in, uh, qualifying as a, as a young trained farmer, um, and we have the benefits associated with it. We also have, I suppose, under the cap reform, over a number of years, we've had benefits for farmers who are in relation to young people starting off wanting to get entitlements and so on. And in the, in the new programme, we expect again that there will be elements of payments that would be different for young trained farmers. There will also be the possibility of installation aid type schemes again under the new cap programme, which is only a year away now. In fact, the new cap is being, being discussed and, and, and organised, I suppose, at EU level as, as we speak. 
So in relation to the benefits, the key benefits are in relation to stamp duty, exemption, and uh, capital acquisitions tax, uh, in relation to gift tax and inheritance tax reliefs. Recap there. How much time would you have to devote to this Green Cert course, and where is the information evening taking place to date in the John? So the time that would be looked for would be a full day and then an evening each week during the, the part of the year where the course is delivered. So the course is generally delivered in the autumn time and in the springtime. It's, uh, in the summertime, there's generally a break in, in the delivery of the courses. So it's, it's for autumn and spring. It would be a day and an evening. And it's, it's, the course is run over um, a two- to three-year period, depending on, on the number of days of attendance achieved. And uh, typically the uh, uh, participants would be over 23 years of age and may be at home farming or maybe in other employment, but wouldn't have a, a level six or higher training in, in any other discipline. And the information evening is taking place at Tagusk McCroom, it's a green cert information night and it's on the 23rd of January at 7 o'clock at the Tagusk office in McCroom, 026-41604. No upper age limit. Thank you, John. Mr. John Horgan, the Tagusk Cork West Regional Manager. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls and a very special thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Trusted by generations of farmers. Dairy Gold Quality Feeds. Putting your animal nutrition needs first. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.